Hello, and welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He oh. is here. We are ready to go for another week of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Mike, we got a lot of stuff to go over this week. We've got some college football. We're wrapping that up. We've got some NFL coaching carousel predictions. We've got um, some huge WWE news as well as uh, Wrestle Kingdom review, uh, among other things. So we got a lot of stuff to go over today, Mike. Um, first off, how you feeling? How you doing? I'm just, I'm you doing, just dandy. Yeah, you're just dandy? Yeah. You ready to go for this Lions game today? Am I? I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'll, I'll, I, I, when I say I'm only going to be nervous if Seattle... Loses is yeah. an understatement. Well, like, here's the thing. I know we're talking about this post-tense, so people are going to be like, why are you guys talking about this? But, like, even if Seattle does win, I'm still kind of nervous because, like, I don't know how you feel about it, but I do feel like even if – okay, so say Seattle wins, okay? Yeah. I still feel like this is a huge game for the Lions because to finish 9-8, and eight, win your last 8 out of 10 – Mm-hmm. and kick the Packers out of the playoffs in Lambeau against a healthy Aaron Rodgers, that's a lot of, like, check boxes there where you can be like, hey, this team is definitely – I think either way, we're, no no matter what the results of this game is, you can tell the Lions are on an upward trajectory, right? Like, mm-hmm. that is definitely the, th- the prevailing thought, right? Eight and nine, nine and eight, either way, you're, you're there, right? You're a 500 football team right now. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, to go into Lambeau – with something that's there are stakes, whether for them or for the Packers or whatever, I do think that's at least noteworthy, if nothing else. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. just I just don't think. Uh, I, I guess think, we can, we can think, hope the Rams. Win. Here's the thing: I don't think Seattle's losing, so that's yeah, the other part for me. So it's just that it's kind of is what it is. All they do is beat Carolina. Before we get to the college football stuff, I do want to ask you: What are your thoughts on uh, the NFL playoff tiebreaker thingamabob? Um, that apparently now we're just deciding everything by coin flip and all that good stuff. Um, also, prayers up to Demar Hamilton, by the way. So yeah, happy he's doing good. Yeah, it's good. Um, I think some of it works. So I like the idea of the neutral field thing. Yeah, for the um, Chiefs. You know what's really funny is when mm-hmm. the NFL was putting this all together, they were like. Yeah, so if like the Chiefs win, or if the if the Spangles win and they play the Chiefs, if the Bills, I was like, what if like Jacksonville wins? Right. I'm like, like right. no one's ever like just right. like thinking about these other teams. They no. were like, they were really just like these three teams. Yeah, and, everybody like, that else was, has like, everyone no else chance. has like no chance. That's yeah. really what I was getting. Like, if the Chargers beat the Chiefs and all this, I was like, <laughs> does that matter at all? No, I guess not. It's just it, this is just all. It's just these three teams. Yeah, but. Besides that point, so he had um, Joe Lombardi calling plays. You're not making. You're not making. You're not making a wave. They, they they have a they have a decent <laughs> shot at Jacksonville. Outside of that, you're screwed. Um, yeah, I thought I thought because Cincinnati's pissed. By the way, yeah. So I'll get, I'll get to that one. So yeah. I thought the neutral thing, tr- neutral field thing for the Chiefs was fair yeah. because I do think whether Buffalo is going to win or lose, mm-hmm. the game was going to be competitive. So without right. it being played out, it's like it'd be unfair to Buffalo to be like, oh, you have to go to Kansas City, even though you were the one seed going into that Bengals game. Mm-hmm. So I do like the idea of having just like a neutral field for that game. I hope it's an outside neutral field. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were talking about putting it at Ford Field, but mm-hmm. I was like, that's indoors, and they're both outdoor teams. So I feel yeah. like it would be like a weird unfair, yeah. not maybe unfair advantage, but it's like, I think they both kind of want to play outdoors. And then someone brought up Actually, that. Actually, I think they would rather not play outdoors. Well, no, they'd rather not, but I'd rather see it be outdoor <laughs> yeah. because they're all outdoor yeah, teams. Yeah, exactly. So. Considering that no matter who would be hosting, you're, you would be outside. Yeah. You should so be outside for that. Someone brought up the idea that uh, 
whoever of the three, if like two of the three make it, right. the, the whoever's the third one out, that's where the game's played. Okay. I thought that'd be a great idea. Yeah, that's a good so one. So like if Bills Chiefs make it, you play in Cincinnati, Cincinnati right. and vice versa right. for all those situations. That's not, that's not a terrible idea. That's a good compromise. I think it would be kind of cool because yeah. just all of them are outdoors. Right. They'd all be neutral. I mean, some of them might be closer. To I'm sure the NFL would be like, let's host it at Ford Field so we can get a 58 to 54 banger again like we had last yeah, year probably, if it's Buffalo yeah. Chiefs again. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the Bengals got hardly screwed out of this. I think they're pissed. I would they be, are, I would be, they are legit well, the crazy part, so th- they are division winners. So hats off to them. They won their division. <laughs> it was like side note, I guess uh, Bengals are AFC North champs, <laughs> but it, the crazy part is so like if the Bengals win, yeah, the Ravens, they, if the Bengals win today on Sunday, yeah, then they guarantee, I guess Buffalo would have to lose, but they play the Patriots. So who knows? But if the Bengals win and the Bills win, then you get that rematch of Bengals-Ravens, right. and then it's a coin toss to decide who gets home field. Right. The crazy part about that is yeah. is if everything played out normal, like if the Bills would have beat the Bengals right. and then the Bengals beat the Ravens, right. they're playing that game right. in Cincinnati right. regardless. Right. Right? right. So, like, I, I just think yeah. it's very unfair. Now, if the Ravens win, that's where it gets kind of iffy because yeah. I think the Bengals still get it, but even though – uh, Bengals thing. Ravens would have won, and then yeah. it gets a little iffy after that. Yeah. But I'm like, I think the Bengals should just host no matter what. Yeah, because I think they're just. I think no matter what, I think they would have had a better record right. against the Ravens. Yeah, well, yeah, it's one of those things too, where you know, like if you're division winners, so if you're going to give us the division, yeah, then and they how get are the, we not hosting, and a they game get yet? and like so like for next year, well, like they're division winners, so next year they have to play. Buffalo, Kansas City, and Jacksonville. Right. While the Ravens now, because they're going to be the second team, right. they get the Patriots, right. the Tennessee Titans, and the Chargers, yeah. which is an astronomically less right. tough schedule right. than absolutely the Ravens. So, like the Bengals get all of the hits mm-hmm. and, and none no of the, benefits. and no benefits right. really. And the Ravens are like, all right, so like we can maybe host a playoff game as a six seed, yeah. and then we get the number two schedule instead of the number one schedule. Yeah. And we basically can throw away this game against Cincinnati because we because we're gonna be the six seed guaranteed. Right, so, we're so we don't have to play. La- we don't have to play Lamar. We don't have to rush him back. Yeah. We got another week of rehab just for him to come back next week yeah. and pull it off the upset. Yeah, there's like a lot of yeah. like benefit to Baltimore in this situation, and Baltimore was even included so, in the situation. Do you wish that they would have just added an eighth team? What do you think that would have been better? Because there was a lot of speculation going into that where it's like, so the NFL. These greedy, greedy bastards are going to somehow figure out a way to expand the playoff mm-hmm. off basically the back of Demar Hamlin's incident. Where, well, we added an eighth team and this just works out better, so we're just going to have eight teams going forward. Because in the NFL's mind, right now, instead of everyone getting a buy and all that stuff, right now you've got an additional game mm-hmm. for Wild Card Weekend, right? So more TV time, right? More ratings because wildcard weekend's fun because mm-hmm. you know you're just like you know what's going to happen type deal you yeah. get the most games possible, um, and then two right you have another team in right so you can you can sell that right and that was kind of the prevailing thought yeah. I I think the only thing that makes it very unfair is yeah. the NFC side yeah like someone like the Eagles right you're just like crapping all over the Eagles right because like like the Chiefs. Like, since it all happened in the AFC, you're kind of also crapping on the Chiefs, but the Chiefs also weren't guaranteed the one seed because right. if Buffalo would have beaten Cincinnati, right. they would have been the two seed. So I actually can't say these 
getting an advantage mm-hmm. of like Buffalo not playing the extra game. So now Kansas City can say that they're the one seed, they get the bye. So right. on the AFC side, I think it would have been everything more fair if everyone just plays right a team, a team, right. and be fine. Right. The NFC side. Like this, you're whole, like well, we're not even involved. In yeah, this. like they weren't even involved in anything, and yeah. now like the Eagles would have to go play the Packers or the Lions, the Lions. right? And those are not very easy matchups with a, anyway. With a banged up Jalen Hurts, where you don't know. Yeah, you know, like I think the Eagles are going into this Giants game thankful that the Giants locked up the six seed, so they're probably not going to play they're anybody. Not any, they're starting Davis Webb today. Yeah, they're yeah. starting Davis Webb. Saquon won't play and all yeah. that stuff. So the Eagles can basically play a half, mm-hmm. probably go up by like 17, yeah, and then and coast. Because I know Jalen Jalen Hurts is going to play to get some reps today, right. but he probably will only play like a half. He gets one sack, they're pulling him. If he gets sacked if, one If he time, gets touched, he's, he's they're done. They're pulling him. Yes. But uh, they can probably win this game pretty easily. Then they'd be the one seed. Now you get the bye yep. to rest of Jalen Hurts one extra week before right. you get into real mm-hmm. uh, divisional play. Yep. Um, I think it just would have been unfair to be like, oh, by the way, now you're going to go play the really hot Lions or the right. really hot Packers right, right, who are off yep. six straight wins. Right. Um, even though they're coming to Philly, it's like, yeah, good luck with that one. Right. Like, I think it just would have been unfair for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Like, we're saying it's unfair for, like, the Bengals, right. who are the three seed and are going to be division winners. It's like, oh, yeah, you get a coin toss. Right. To be a home team. All this talk and they're going to win the coin toss. And it's like, okay, you're good. Like, that's yeah, the no, NFL's really hoping that they just win the coin toss. So they're just yeah. like, we don't have to hear about it. Because yes. especially Baltimore wins. If Baltimore wins in oh, Baltimore, yeah, it's, it's, you're never, never going to get Yeah, Bengals fans are going to oh be like, God. and rightfully over. so, quite frankly. Yeah. Don't give me the division championship and then say, by the way, we don't know if you're hosting. That's part of winning the division yeah. is I get to host a playoff game. And not just from the competitive side of it. But also from a monetary perspective as well, I get that money. Yeah, I get that I, money. So I've always, I've always argued that the NFL playoffs they yeah. should do. I've always, I've always rather the NFL playoffs do. If you win your division, you get a guaranteed spot. But once all seven teams are decided, you like reorder them by mm-hmm. record, mm-hmm. and then that's how you play. Mm-hmm. So for instance, like if Tampa Bay this year, if they were like seven and ten, right. but won their division, right. you get the playoff spot, right. but you're the seventh seed. Okay, I see what you mean. Right, like you, you don't get to host a playoff to, yeah, game. At we don't get to then. reward somebody because you play in a shit division. Yeah, exactly. So like you get right. a playoff spot, but you're a seven. You're going on the road the whole time. Right. Like you get a chance at it, but you don't like mm-hmm. you, you don't get a home game. You don't get all this. Right. While Dallas is thirteen and four, five seed has to go on the road the first week. I think mm-hmm. it's just kind of unfair. Um, I do think it is a bit ridiculous that that's a thing. Like it, yeah. it, it's it, it's very much like. Okay, like it just doesn't make any sense. It just like, doesn't make. It's like yeah. why is like the year Seattle went seven nine and one, and they played the Saints who were like thirteen and three. Oh, but you're playing in Seattle, right? Why? Right. Like, exactly. it, like to me, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. And so, well, everyone else went six and ten. It's like okay, well, well that doesn't good, yeah, like, good, yeah. good for you. You're, you're still you're, garbage. You're, yeah. yeah, you're not a good team. Right. Um. Yeah. So that's always how I thought the playoff should be. Yeah. And so, you know, and yet. Here we Here are. We are. <laughs> but. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think the I'll NBA at least so does it relatively good on that. Yeah. I think they yeah. just go They just go by. Best record. Best record. Yeah. Like top eight teams. Right. Make they're it. the eight seeds. Mm-hmm. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I think that would be. Yeah. Because that was funny because, you know, watching Carolina Tampa and you're like, Carolina's six and nine. Yeah. Or whatever and if they like, win and then they beat like the Saints. Yeah. They're in. Right. At like eight wins. Like, right. you know, seven, eight wins. And you're like. Yeah. Hello? Mm-hmm. What? Or seven and nine, whatever the hell they were. I was like, okay, cool, I guess. Yeah, this at least Jacksonville got to the nine and eight record, and Tampa yes. might get to the nine and eight, so they might be winning teams this year, yeah. winning their division. But all like, I know is that yesterday's win by Jacksonville just proves how bad Urban Meyer is. Yeah. That's really disgusting. Yeah. He took basically the exact same team and 
let him do a play, uh, division champion. Now, yeah. it helps that Tennessee imploded, yeah. but still. It helps that Tennessee imploded, and, like, Trevor Lawrence has played really, technically really well. played, like, a year off because mm-hmm. he got to play – but with, like, no expectation because, like, Urban Meyer was there and the team was awful. <laughs> but, like, now he's, like, this is his second year, so now he's, like, playing better. Yeah. While also... Meanwhile, the happened. Jets are like, I don't really know if we're going to keep Zach Wilson. Isn't it amazing, the difference between one and two teams yeah. like that? 49ers are like, all right, so can we get, like, Tom Brady? I'll give you, I'll give you Trey Lance. It's like, what? Yeah. They might try to get Aaron Rodgers. Who knows? There's a lot of there's a lot of thoughts on that. Yeah, there's a lot of quarterback. The Niners are really ruining this window because they just couldn't figure out the quarterback spot. Because Jimmy G yeah. is going to leave, and they're like, that was kind of our safety blanket. Because yeah. he always plays pretty yeah. okay. Derek Carr's gone. That's going to be the big like, oh, what if Derek Carr moment? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how many more quarterbacks move this year. I, yeah. I do think I think Brady could move. I think Rodgers could move. Derek Carr could move. Garoppolo's, Derek Carr will move. Yeah, Garoppolo's going to move. I think Garoppolo to the Raiders makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I, I think Brady Derek, to the Raiders could make a lot of sense because McDaniel's is there. I think Derek Carr to the Jets could God, be a poor bastard. Yeah. Well, the team is the problem is the team is good. Yeah. They just don't have a quarterback, and their offensive line isn't very good still. Yeah, but they're they're missing like three offensive line guys yeah. too though. All yeah, I'd be interested counts. to see. I could see Garoppolo going to the Jets. Robert Salaf, yeah, you know, former Niner guy yeah. too, right? There's a couple guys. We'll, we'll get to that later once yeah, we kind of. There's know, a lot of fun quarters. But anyway, yeah, NFL playoffs are going to be unfair this year. Mm-hmm. But matchup wise, I think it'll be fun. A lot of fun for sure. Yeah, I can't wait for the Lions to go to San Francisco and and just get, get, get nailed. Yeah. Oh my God. You never know, man. Maybe Brock Purdy finally comes back down to earth. You never know. Huge thing is, I think he he is back to earth. Yeah. The team is just too good. Yeah, I really wish they were playing like Minnesota. He, like less, I, le- can we just agree, though, that – so who's the – is it the Giants in Minnesota right now? Yeah. Okay, that's the crappiest matchup ever because those teams are both garbage. Yes, but that's the we, one matchup I yeah, don't care about. Right, but can we just hope that Minnesota just gets absolutely obliterated? I don't care if it's by the Giants. I don't care if it's by Dallas. I don't care if it's by anybody. Just that, that, that Minnesota just gets completely and utterly obliterated. To, just to put an exclamation mark – on this ridiculously stupid season that they're having, and yet they're somehow going to be the, the NFC North champions, and yet they've got lost by m- multiple scores to both the Lions and the Packers. Sure. They're garbage. They're a garbage team, and I hope that they lose. The thing is... is they're I, awful. I, I don't think they're good, they're but they find ways to win in close games, which is scary for the playoffs. They should have two lo- two more losses at minimum right now. At minimum. They should have lost to Buffalo, and they should have lost to us twice. Good, yeah. They should have. They're an awful team. Garbage. Well, that, that, awful, I think, is a strong okay, word. Okay, not awful. Houston's awful. They are not a good football team. Let me put it that I, way. I think they're good. I think they're average. I think I think if you restarted the season and everybody was playing how they're playing right now, I think you would be going into the last week of the year with a three-way tie for the division. With the way the Lions are playing right now, with the way the Packers are playing right now, with the way Minnesota's playing right now, I think you could easily go in and be like, every team is within a game of each other. Minnesota is not good, dude. I'm telling you. Their defense is atrocious. They're bad, dude. They're not good. Take away um, take away Justin. Like, Justin Jefferson's a freak, right? Mm-hmm. We get that. And Cousins, I would say, overall has played pretty well, all things considered. Yeah. Last week, notwithstanding, he was awful against well, Green Bay. That's the thing. So, like... There, there's a lot of people who are on the the point plus minus thing for Minnesota because they're like that is tw- crazy twelve and four they're minus one but I was like when you have two losses by like thirty five plus points in right. Green Bay and Dallas yep. it's gonna bring that average oh down yeah for sure because they have two really bad games on the road mm-hmm. but then like they win a lot of close games right so no, I, I don't, I, I don't that's a, that, that's yeah, not yeah. like an argument I don't really for me. care about that it's just more of the way they play yeah they you they are the exact 
same thing as the Jim Caldwell Lions. They're the exact same team. They can't play defense, and they need their offense to score 40, and when their offense doesn't, or they can't pull out that last-second comeback, they mm-hmm. get killed. Yeah, that They're the exact same team to me. You know yeah. what I mean? They're not well-balanced. They're not running the ball all that well, mm-hmm. right? Justin Jefferson got shut down by Jair Alexander, which I thought I was like, really? Figure it out. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Um, they're, they're not good. Their defense is bad, dude. If they play Philadelphia or the Niners – well, they're or, playing I mean, the or even Dallas. Yeah. Maybe even Tampa, low-key. But Tampa's defense is also poop. But, like, the, there's a lot of teams in the NFC that could easily put up 35 on, on Minnesota. Yeah, I don't Like, I don't that is that, that yeah. is not a good is not a good look. I'm not saying they're good, but yeah, I'm just saying that I think they're – Like, they're I think – Okay, I think there's a happy medium between, like, I don't think they're really good, but everyone's like, oh, they're, like, the worst 12-win team ever. I also don't believe that. They're a pretty bad 12-win team. Because, like, I think – Tennessee from oh yeah last Tennessee year or Tennessee whatever who was like that thirteen and three but yeah. I was like you number have, one seed you have like yeah. nothing going for you at right. all yeah outside of Derrick Henry yeah um, those like that you. kind of team is like or like there's some fifteen and one teams where I go you're not a good fifteen and one team for yeah, being Packers. fifteen and one <laughs> Packers um, <laughs> no I agree with you but I'm just saying it's pretty ridiculous but I I think they're like I think they're average I think they're I think they're a slightly above five hundred football team when it's all said and done I think that's kind of where they're at. Yeah, sure. I'd give them eleven yeah. wins. I wouldn't give them eleven, but it's fine. I'm a little salty about it, but it's fine. Well, they're, um, here's the thing: is like they played the same line schedule and a lot like it's a butt schedule. Yeah, they played a lot of Jets, Miami when they were bad, Patriots, yeah. like right. Chicago twice. Like they're very easy to find. Yeah, ten, eleven wins when you're playing some of the worst divisions in football. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what that team. They played Giants year. and. Commanders and stuff like, like I, I'm not even very, mad. Like the it, like if the Giants win, like beat Minnesota, hey, I won't be shocked. But also like the shocked. Giants are not a good football team either. Like no. they're average, right? No. But they are who they are, yeah. right? Like they're you know for a fact like they're they're living on the thread. Really, like both teams, yeah, will probably are a get, lot closer than. Or, well, no, I think I think both Minnesota and Giants get bounced in the second round if they win, right? By Correct. whoever they play. Yeah. So I don't think it matters. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's talk. Um, yeah, let's talk this college football uh, final. Let's talk about yeah. this first before we get to some more NFL stuff. But um, okay, TCU Georgia. Okay, <laughs> are you excited? Are I'm you very excited? Are you excited? Yeah. Why? What makes you excited about? Well, I'm you dropping just, everything think, on TCU. I think really? You, really th- you think TCU is going to pull it off? Yeah. Huh? I would be over the moon if they did. Low key, yeah. I'd be really, really happy. That would just it would. Because that's the team where you just go, that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. And that upsets everybody, so, so and my, that's fantastic. My problem with the college football playoff is yeah. I always go in thinking one team's going to win. Yeah. And if that one team loses yeah. to somebody, right. then I flip my pick to that like the yeah, team right. that beats them. Mm-hmm. So I thought Michigan had the best chance, and they were going to win the whole thing. Yeah. So then they lost to TCU. Yeah. Right. I have no reason to believe that TCU's not going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, so uh, going into this game, I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, Georgia, by 100 points, whatever. No, not with how they played against Ohio State. I can't say that. I can't say that. Everyone was like, oh, Keely Ringo. You don't think Quentin Johnson can put a butt whooping on Keely Ringo? I hope not because I I think he's going to be the Lions' first pick with the Rams pick (laughs) because they're dropping so far. I think he's going to be the guy. but He he might be, (laughs) but I also like that the corner from Oregon. I think he's really good. Yeah, there's Um, a couple guys. We'll talk more draft later. uh, Quentin Johnston is an absolute monster. And I think that he is going to put a butt whooping on the Georgia defense. I think 
Max Duggan is the type of guy who won't be good at all in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He'll be like the Kyle Trask, where he'll just be a backup oh, forever. But Kyle Trask. Because Kyle Trask was really good that's, at Florida. That's, that's a name. He had a banger of a game against Alabama in that's the SEC championship game. Yeah. Um, but I think Max Duggan just has that like will in him to like even if they're down, it's like you're not really out of it. Right. And the TCU defense just does enough to slow down Georgia. I really think TCU wins this one. Mm-hmm. I'm interested for sure. I, the only problem I see that TCU is going to have is I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball all that well because Georgia's D line is really good. Uh-huh. And I think because of that, it's going to make them have to be a little bit one dimensional yeah. later on in the game. Like, low key, a, a storyline about the Michigan TCU game was that TCU was running the ball really well yeah. against Michigan. They were averaging five, six yards a carry. Yeah. So that, that really set the tone, mm-hmm. right? Because as we talked about last week, Michigan got dominated on both ends of the line of scrimmage. So, and TCU really was able to play bully ball, kind of what Michigan wanted to do to everybody else all year. It was pretty successful at it, right? Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that against Georgia. I think that Georgia's defensive line play is going to really dictate a lot of what TCU is going to be do, able to do offensively. Um, but I do think TCU has the potential um, to slow Georgia's offense down. I was not all that impressed with Georgia's offense. I know they put up a lot of points at the end of the day, but Ohio State's defense also is not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not all that impressed with Stetson Bennett. I don't I don't think Stetson Bennett is a very good quarterback, low-key. I don't. like. He's just, you know, we talk about Max Duggan. And Max Duggan is a guy that you are winning because of. Stetson Bennett you're winning with, right? Yes. Those are, those are yes. very comparable, right? Um, so I don't, you know, I don't think Stetson Bennett is going to beat you with his arm. So if, if TCU can do what they did to Michigan and stop the run early, yep. right, I don't see why TCU shouldn't be in this game until the very end. Yeah, and I think I think running that weird three three five defense they run, mm-hmm. I think like teams don't know how to attack it. Right. I think it's their very linebacker play was huge against Michigan. It's like when you watch the NBA mm-hmm. and they all run like their man defense. <laughs> the second they switch to a zone, yeah. there's like four possessions right. where it's like, wait, 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 wait. Why, what are they doing? Like, it's like they, they can't comprehend right. an, an NBA defense playing zone. Right. And so they just, like, miss the next three shots because mm-hmm. it's just like I'm, like, always guarded and I don't know why. Like, right. I can't get past anybody because there's always a next guy there. Right. Um, I think Georgia going up against a three three five, which they probably haven't seen very much at all this year, is going to be, like, one of those where the first quarter where it's like, oh, Georgia's going to dominate and score 21 in the first quarter. It's like – I don't think so because I think they're going to be like, okay, we can't really throw because they're having five DBs out. Yeah. So we have to run. But they're kind of aggressive in the in the lane. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those like, I don't know how to attack a 3-3-5 right away. the underlying And Michigan didn't do a good job at it at all. No. In the- TCU was also playing with house money. We're supposed to be here. Yeah. Georgia's got all the pressure. Georgia's yes. supposed to win. Yes. Georgia's 100% supposed to win this game. So if they don't, TCU's like, yeah, see, told you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if they lose, if TCU loses, everyone's going to go, yeah, we already knew that. Like, it was already written yeah. like before well, the they're, game They're played. 13 and a half point underdogs. That is crazy to me. I'm sorry. That's just a bit ridiculous. Now, listen, I get it. If you're really looking at the Michigan game, you go, well, Michigan gave them 14 right off the top, right? There's that. So that doesn't help things, right? Yeah. You know, you can make the argument Michigan probably still could have won the game, but all things considered. But the things that TCU is doing well, I think, really contradicts what Georgia does well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good matchup of, you know, like, hey, look, we're going to stop the run. We're going to force the guy that we don't think is very good and Stetson Bennett to beat us. Yeah. You don't have those phenomenal wide receivers for Georgia mm-hmm. either. 
And defensively for Georgia, you're like, okay, we got to stop the run. But yeah, but it's like, I got this dude over here who's a six foot two, 240 pound quarterback I got to worry about. Yeah. And I have a, a legit wide receiving threat out there. There's a lot of stuff like, that Georgia's going to so, have to contend like, with. This TCU offense is obviously not as good as Ohio State's offense. No. But it's like resembles what yeah. they did well, where right. the running game isn't great. Yep. They have one really big star receiver, mm-hmm. and they have a quarterback who's mobile that can make throws. Right. That's. That's what Ohio State like. If I if I gave you that description, you'd yeah. go, "Oh, that's Ohio State." No, that's TCU. Right. That's that is what mm-hmm. TCU is. Right. And so I think that's a good formula to help beat Georgia's defense. Yeah. I would say the scariest part of this game for me would be TCU's defense against Georgia's offense. Yeah. Because I do think come later in the game, like I thought for Michigan, but yeah. it didn't happen. Right. But I thought Michigan, like third fourth quarter, would just start pounding it into their throat, yeah. and couldn't then eventually, get, but they couldn't do it. Right. So. I think it's gonna be competitive. Thirteen and a half. If you're yeah. not if you're not betting if you're not moving that to like fourteen and a half and betting that, yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you because I think yeah. t- TCU plus fourteen and a half points yeah, should lot. be a, should be really close right. to a lock. Mm-hmm. I don't think they lose by twenty one points by right. any means. Right. Um I, I do think they win this game. I'll be yeah, I'll bet listen, I'm all for it, man. TCU wins. Everyone gets all freaked yeah. out. Now, I will that. say my track record for champion uh, uh, college football championships is not the best on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. I'm taking my word for it. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't hear this and say, "Oh, I'm going to bet a hundred dollars on TCU now." But <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still laughing at the sound effects. Yeah, I know. Um, because you know, really thought Trevor Lawrence was going to beat the LSU team. Did not yeah, happen. no, I did not. That one, that one, I was like, okay, no. But I thought Michigan had a good chance to beat Georgia last year, and we and all that, were, that, yeah, that, and was we, yeah. that was a disaster. So, so our track record on this is not very great. No, so I'm not saying like take the take this with a grain of salt. Yeah, but TCU is going to win. Sure, I'll yeah, listen. Mike, Mike knows his stuff, man. Mike, I, Mike's the I guy. really try to. Mike is the guy, so he's doing this deep dive stuff. All right, let's shift back here to the NFL. Let's talk some of these coaching carousel. Um, Black Monday or Black Tuesday, whatever you want to call it, right, is coming very quickly here as the regular season kind of winds down. We are week 18, or by the time you guys are listening to this, week 18's already happened. So, um, That's true. You know, there's a lot of teams out there that are really going in, you know, so you've already got the Colts and you've got Denver who've already fired their coaches. Right. So you don't have, you, you don't have a guy yet. We already mm-hmm. know that going in, right. Jeff Saturday, I'm guessing is not the guy based on their performances. Um, you know, you have teams like, um, Arizona, Houston. Um, I'm going to throw another team in there. The Rams, yeah, I, you I'm don't really nice. know what the hell's going on in McVay's head right now. Um, so there's that. Um, so there's a few guys, there's a few teams out there that you don't really know what the future is. Um, kind of give me your thoughts, Mike. Um, you know, we'll kind of tie the Jim Harbaugh stuff in here. Um, you know, there's been some conversations now. Harbaugh's talking with the Broncos apparently this week. Um, he's had conversations with, oh, Carolina. That's another one. Um, I personally think Steve Wilk should get that job. I don't know. Yeah, he's done a really good job. I I don't know. Like he had, he did terrible with Arizona, but he's really done a nice job with that team. Got them into the spot where they were playing a win and in type deal against Tampa last week. So I don't really know how, if you're David Tepper, you can't go and just say, hey, Steve Wilkes, you get the job here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I've seen crazier things. Jeff Saturday's head coach, for instance. Um, so I don't really know, you know, that, that situation. But, you know, 
from for, let me let me start there. Is there any other teams that I missed that you think is there is there anybody else? <sighs> okay. So Did I miss anybody? I've been I've been hearing things about some of these teams. Yeah, yeah. So I guess real quick, I think there's three teams yep. that I've heard things about that I think are absolutely insert that it's a possibility, but I guess it could happen. Like who? Brandon um, Staley? Yeah, so Brandon Staley is really? one. Is I heard that he's like on the hot hot seat, and I was like, I don't know why. He needs to fire his offensive coordinator. That's sure, what he yes. needs to. He needs to fire some people. Is what needs to happen. Um, Their defense has not played well though, so I get it. Yeah, but. and the other one, um, Mike McDaniel from Miami, apparently is really? on the hottest seat. Right well, now. listen, now let's put that in context, right? Because I think that's an interesting one to bring up. You start out hot as hell, right? What were they, eight and three or something like yeah, that? Eight and three. They dropped their last four or five or something. Yeah. That's not good. You're, no. you, they're going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. So, like, you were in firm contention, and now you're looking you know, on the outside, you know, looking in. It's not great. Yep. Your offense has really dropped off a cliff. And also, I don't – and here's the thing, too, and I don't think anybody wants to say this. Tua's not good. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not. He's really not. I'm telling you. He's just – like, he, Tua is everything that people wanted – that is, Jalen Hurts is what people thought Tua was going to be. Just throwing that mm-hmm. out there. It just is what it is. They wanted Jalen. They wanted Tua to have this ascension like Jalen Hurts is having this year, and he started out good, if not great. But at some point, people figure out your offense, and you're going to have to make some throws. He hasn't done that. Mm-hmm. The Green Bay game was a perfect example of that. Yeah. So the the Green Bay one's tough because if he's concussed in the second half. I, I get why he made those throws. I get why. I, and that's another thing, too, is that if you're in Miami and you go, so we're putting concussed people out there. That's another thing, too. This is twice that yeah. Miami's been underneath this. I, yeah. If I'm anybody of substance, I'm not going to the Dolphins because yeah, they clearly one. have no regard for player safety at yeah. all. And then the third one was um, Kevin Stefanski from the Cleveland. Apparently, he's on a hot seat, too. How? Now, I don't understand. I don't know how hot these seats are for right. these people. Right. Cause I know I'm not like every single day looking at Cleveland Browns, yeah. you know, <laughs> no Reddit page. That's a team that literally dropped off the face of the earth. Right. Yes. Cause they, they traded for Deshaun yes. and then everyone's like, Oh man, Deshaun with the Browns, man. But apparently then, like a lot of players don't like him and don't want to play for him anymore. And so that's really, yeah. Like Jadavian, coach of the year to, yeah. Yeah. Like Jadavian Clowney was like, I'm not playing here cause I don't like him. Basically was mm. he came out and said it. So yeah, so yeah, there were a lot of, home. and then, and then Miles Garrett missed a game because he didn't want to go to Cleveland and play a game. So like there's a lot of big time guys who are like not going to play these games. So I, apparently he's on the hot seat for those reasons. I don't, under, I don't know yeah. if they're going to be fired. I right. Like, I've just yeah. We're, we're speculating on a lot of these speculating, yeah. but okay. So what was your original question? <laughs> so, no, no, you're good. You brought up some other teams that I did yeah. not bring up. So yes. there's that. So yeah. let, let's go the this, Arizona right? And stuff. We're going to talk next week more in depth because we're going to have a little more clarity on this, but I do think it was important to bring this up now. Right. Cause you don't know. Um, I guess my first question for the local people here listening to the show, do you think Jim Harbaugh is going to the NFL? Any of these teams that you think that, because I don't know who's talking to him, who's not, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, if the Chargers call, that's a pretty hard one to say no to. Um, but I don't know, right? So, like, do, do, is there a team that you think could steal him away? Do you think, because he's already said now he intends to be there, but intends is the word that everyone keeps harping on. So I don't know if he stays or not. Um, I would think he would, but that's just me. It's hard. I, I don't know if I was a college coach and someone saying, Hey, we're going to give you six years, $6 million a year to come be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. That's a hard 
There's only 32 of those jobs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's a tough – from an egotistical perspective, which all coaches are in some level, it's hard to pass up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless I, you're Houston. I could pass that up. <laughs> yeah, Houston's – Because ownership sucks too. <laughs> yeah, the hard part about Houston is they have a lot of draft capital and, like, they just don't have a lot of talent there yet. You don't so have talent. Have, your owner's scary. It's like Cincinnati in a lot of ways. I would yeah. not want to go to Cincinnati. Yeah. If Joe Burrow didn't get drafted there, that team would be the worst team in the league and Zach Taylor would have been fired two years ago. Yeah, probably. Zach Taylor's not good. Um, He's terrible. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh to the Broncos. Or any team, like, you know, because yeah. he's talked with Carolina, right? I don't, we don't even know. Like, if the Chargers job opens up, that is immediately the number one job everyone's vying for. Oh, 1,000, yeah, that is, that is your job. You, you have Justin bought, Herbert, yes. you've got good receivers, your defense should be very good. I don't understand why they're not, but yeah. that's another they, thing. They've been injury riddled, so that's... Them, and I think if McVay stepped down, I think the Rams are a very attractive job. You've got a lot of talent yeah, on you, the Rams. you have a good amount of talent there. Mm-hmm. Now... It, that job would depend on if a lot of people retire because everyone on that team's like, yeah, I might retire. Yeah, if Aaron Donald retires, that's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, Aaron Donald right? and Stafford, like Stafford retires. Yeah, out, then it's like, oh, no, no, no anymore. Right. But presumably everyone stays, but just McVay leaves. That would be a very attractive job too. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the Broncos would probably be the most attractive job. For for Harbaugh specifically? For Har- yeah, for Harbaugh specifically. But like also in general, I think just having an experience. Now, the quarterback money is a lot. But having the experienced yeah. quarterback with a really good defense, mm-hmm. like if Harbaugh went in there today, he doesn't have to do a lot mm-hmm. to make the team right. competitive again. Right. So I think that, and that's probably where Harbaugh would want to go. It's not a team that you have to rebuild from the ground up, a yeah. team that you can plop in that's like seven, you know, six mm-hmm. to nine wins and make right. them an 11, 12 win team. That's where you probably want to go. The thing about Harbaugh, though, that I think people kind of forget sometimes is. The fact that um, he wants, I'm guessing he's going to want complete control. Um, you know, so like there's a lot of, um, so what is this now, Mike? What are you showing me here? Do you, do you, can, yeah, can we ahead. have, can we have him call in? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely can. Yeah. Sorry. Have him call. Yeah. Have Kyle yeah. call in. All right. We're, what, we're getting, we're getting the whale man on here. Yeah. And so I'm just getting him. Yeah. But he can definitely call in. I was oh, like, what's going on? Rob. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't want to interrupt it too much. No, 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 you're yeah, good. No, you're fine. Right um, no, yeah. but like for the Harbaugh stuff, though, I'm, and I'm glad he's constantly in yeah, now. Yeah, he literally texted me like two minutes ago. He's like, are you guys talking Harbaugh? And I was like, well, we are right now. So <laughs> if you want to go in. Um, but the it's complete control part, right? We've heard now that he would want control over like player personnel stuff, mm-hmm. right? Now, I'm of the opinion that no NFL team outside of the New England Patriots has ever worked where the coach is also the GM. It never works. They tried it in Houston no. with Bill O'Brien. They've tried it in the past with other guys. It's never worked. And I'll put the caveat on that, like, it worked in New England. Yeah, because you had Brady. But you had Brady. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think I think you can make it work with, like, Mahomes. Like, if Andy yeah. Reid was took uh, over took yeah. over as everything, right. I think it could also work in Kansas City for a bit. Right. Um, but there's not a lot of places, if you, unless you have a top-tier quarterback and stuff, that mm-hmm. I don't think it works very well. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it, it's, it's like even Pete Carroll, right? There was a moment there in Seattle where technically he's the he has final say. They have a GM, but he has final say. Yeah. It's still a bit touchy, right? Yes. Where there, there's been years where you go, I don't like, and we've talked about this before, where they had a few years of draft-wise where you go, what the, like Rashad Penny in the first round. Yes. Not your finest not, moment, not the right? Best pick. You know what I mean though? Like it's just one of those situations. Yes, so I would agree. if you are a team that wants Jim Harbaugh, you have to be okay 
or the, you have to either convince him that we still need a GM here. Uh-huh. And that's the other part about it too, is a lot of these teams, they don't have experienced GMs. Yeah. So it's like, you, you got to make sure you nail that hire. You know what I mean? Like you really have, you really, really need to make sure that you, you nail that. Right. Like, and Harbaugh, once again, Harbaugh's a little flaky, just a little bit. So that's a scary one to to tie your, you know, to tie your organization to because you don't really know. You really don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, that's a that is an interesting, interesting kind of proposition. It is the complete control thing that it seems like he wants. Um, the Colin or what? Yeah, he just doesn't know your number. Oh, jeez, come on! I've sent it to him before. He's such a liar. Um, <laughs> give me your thoughts though on the, on the complete control part because I do think that is a sticking point, and it could be the reason why he does or does not go to the NFL. Yeah, I, that's the hard thing for me, and I don't know what Kyle's going to think about this. So it'd be interesting to hear him. Yeah. Is if you're if you're a like where he has the Michigan program right now, mm-hmm. it has to be a very enticing offer. Yes, where you can win almost where immediately. You can win immediately, and yes. you have like total control of what you want your team to right. look at. Correct, because that's what he has in Michigan right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Is he can pull in whoever he oh, wants. I think here's Kyle. Kyle, hello. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm I'm I'm, I'm alright. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, Mike was just making a point about Harbaugh, and then we'll get you in here. Um, you're out, you're on the show though, so everyone say hi to the whale man. Hi, whale man. Yeah, He's here. So we have to have a drop for that to be like, <laughs> hey, whale man. That's what we have to get. We do. <laughs> that's the that's the drop for the whale. Oh, sad. Man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I just don't know if because he has total control in Michigan right now. Yeah. If he would want to go somewhere, unless he got total control in mm-hmm. Denver or Indianapolis right. or something, mm-hmm. if that would be an enticing place to go. I wonder if a team like Carolina, only because David Tepper is a relatively new owner, we've seen he has a very thin line for patience where he just goes, just take it all. Yeah. Like, I just, just I want Jim Harbaugh, just take it. Just yeah. take it all. You get to run the show, right? Because he has the track record. I could see something like that potentially happening where it's like Carolina just goes all in with him. Mm-hmm. Fix our quarterback position. Who do you want? We'll go get him. Who yeah. do you want? We'll, yes. we'll, you know what I mean? And kind of do that deal. Kyle, um, you know, we're talking Harbaugh to the NFL. We're talking kind of a lot of these coaches that we think potentially could be fired or are on the hot seat. Um, first question for you, buddy, is, you know, do you think Harbaugh's gone? Um, is there a caveat? Uh, is there a team? You know, we're talking about the total control thing that has been rumored that he wants control over, like, total player personnel and stuff like that. Um, kind of give me your thoughts on Harbaugh potentially staying or leaving Michigan. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell with Harbaugh because, like, every five seconds it's either like, oh, you know, you know, who knows what the future may hold, but, you know, I'll definitely be back. <laughs> right. And then, like, two days later he's, like, interviewing for a job. Right. So it's, it's, it's hard to tell kind of, like, where he's absolutely thinking. Like, me personally, I feel like he kind of wants to go to the NFL and he feels like the, the position he has now <clears throat> as the Michigan head coach and where he kind of took the team these past two years, I feel like he – he knows he has this is the best spot. He can probably get the team, mm-hmm. and he's trying to use that to get kind of a you know how you're talking about a full control situation at right. a team like Carolina or the Broncos. The Broncos. So I personally feel like he wants to leave, but you know it's new ownership for the Broncos too. By the way, they just sold, yeah. so that's that you have you have an un- inexperienced GM that they just hired. Right, John Elway's still there. Right, former GM, president of the team, uh, but new ownership there. Kyle, let me ask you this, and this is I'm going to take a little bit of a tangent here for just a second. As the diehard Michigan fan that you are, okay, do you care if Jim Harbaugh leaves? I feel like this is a pretty unpopular opinion, but I I don't mind too much if okay. he leaves, as long as 
as long as they hire Sharon Moore. I say that because I feel like with Sharon Moore as your head coach, I feel like your offense stays pretty similar <laughs> with its run game, but I feel like Sharon Moore would be able to utilize J.J. to, to his full potential, especially with the running game, because kind of what you saw in that TCU game, he didn't even run the ball until, like, the third quarter what at all. That's and, then, an int- and then he ran the ball. I'm interested on that because I, I would be – I, I would honestly think that a lot of Michigan fans, and now this is the reactionary side of the fan base, so where they want to change at offensive coordinator based on the fact that how bad the offensive line played and how bad mm-hmm. they were unable to run the ball. So I'm fascinated by the fact that you, you'd be more interested in promoting one of the OCs, I, Mike. I actually I don't hate the idea of internally promoting someone because if you have something that's working mm-hmm. and he's working directly with Harbaugh and stuff, mm-hmm. It's it, it doesn't change a lot that he does. Right. Like if you bring in a completely new like if you, yeah, you got bring in like a new a, guy, yeah. If you got like like Luke Fickle and now he's going to yeah, well, he's, he's Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. But like if he if you brought in someone like him or someone from a uh, a lesser school and brought them in, there might be a whole culture change and a oh, whole yeah. big round out change. Yeah. I think if Harbaugh leaves and you bring in like Kyle said, like a Shamar Moore or whatever it yeah. is, I don't think a lot of recruits are dipping because it's gonna be the exact same Yeah. Type of de- now later on you might not be able to recruit as well as yeah. when Harbaugh was here, mm-hmm. but I, like if I was a five star kid, uh, Harbaugh's on. Oh, but they're promoting their OC. To, like I don't think a lot fundamentally. Let me, let me put it this way: much, though. if Jim Harbaugh leaves, Michigan is making one phone call, and it's to Urban Meyer, and you're writing him a blank check. Oh yeah, I mean, that's that's that's. that's, that's, that's I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like he may be the devil, mm-hmm. but he's the devil I know, and I would definitely, in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. say, "What do you want?" Yeah, we will give it to you immediately. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I don't know if they would promote. I think that would be a if Jim Harbaugh left and Michigan came out and said the next football coach of the University of Michigan is just the promoted OC. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of fans would go, "What the hell are we doing?" Yeah, maybe I think there'd be a lot of fan, and I think Kyle, you were you were spotting. You say it's maybe not the most popular opinion, and I think there's a lot of strong points to consider with that. I'm of the opinion, I don't think a ton of Michigan fans would be all that stressed out if, if Harbaugh left. I guess my question is, outside of Urban Meyer, who the hell are you going to get yeah. to come here? That's the thing that I've always maintained is, okay, you want Harbaugh gone. Okay, who do you want? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll go get Chip Kelly. Okay, he just signed a gajillion-dollar contract with LSU. He's not going anywhere. Nick Saban's not going anywhere. Lincoln Riley's not going anywhere. Who the hell are you bringing to Michigan? Sonny Dykes from TCU? Yeah. He's about to win a national title. Who yes, are you, he is. You know what I mean? Who are you going to? Who are you going to bring in at, at this point, right, mm-hmm. to be the Michigan head coach? Sorry, this isn't Michigan State. Hiring Colorado's head coach does not do it for me. Sorry, it's just not a thing. Um, so Kyle, where do you where do you think after all is said is yeah. done? Where do you think Harbaugh is going to coach in twenty twenty three next fall? Yeah, oh, it's hard, man. I I mean I think he'll still be at Michigan only because like he's not going to get like the perfect situation in the NFL that he's probably going to want. Yep. So I think he's going to stay, but I do think that him like interviewing for jobs every week and mm-hmm. kind of going back and forth and not really giving a real answer, yeah. it's going to hurt recruiting kind of like it did this year. And as I don't I think he'll be back, but I really don't like how he's, you know, you know, yeah. just say that you're back or, you know, the wishy-washiness, right? The, yeah. I intend and to be back. Why, and that's kind of why I'm not that mad if he like left and they promoted Sharon Moore because I wouldn't I wouldn't have to worry about mm-hmm. he's going to be here. Am mm-hmm. I going to have to worry about a, a recruiting number eighteen recruiting class because you know nobody knows if he's here or gone next year. Right, and that's kind of why I'm, I don't mind too much if he left or if he stayed. But right. I don't I don't think there's any any 
any other like if he, if he leaves, I don't think there's like a coach out there that they could just go get. And be like, okay, that's, yeah, a, that's, Urban, a, that's yeah. a better fit, right. Other than Urban, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, now let me be, be very clear here. If they went and signed Urban Meyer, yeah, I, that, I'm sorry, that that's backflips in the streets yeah, a little bit. That, that, sorry, that kind of changes the game. Oh before. my god, that'd be amazing. But anyway, yeah, no, I think you're right, Kai. I think you are spot on in your assessment, though. I don't think at the end of the day, I don't think he leaves. Only because I don't think that there's a team that's going to be willing to meet. Well, I want total control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we just hired George Payton to be our GM. We really like him. Yeah, that's great, but I want final say. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. are, is he going to get that Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick type of, of respect? And I don't know. And I think that was the biggest reason why San Francisco and him parted ways is that he couldn't get that. And he wanted that. And he should have gotten it. But that's another point. But, like, it's... Those types of scenarios, I think it's very, very difficult. And I don't think you have a team desperate enough. Even the team like Houston, which I don't know why you'd want to go to. Ownership sucks there. Mm-hmm. You have a relative rookie GM in Casario who's, you know, flying by the seat of his pants trying to implement the Patriot way. That's clearly not working. I just don't know if there's a situation out there outside of the Chargers mm-hmm. being available, which I don't think they're going to be. I think they're just going to make some big staff changes. Yeah. Um I just don't see a team that would be so enticing that I would leave Michigan to take just to be the head coach, but I don't get personnel decisions. Yeah. I would so, agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, you know, that was, I think, I think Kyle's spot on Kyle. I appreciate you hopping oh, on. I got one more question. For okay. Kyle. Kyle, we're going right. back to a topic that we just did. Yep. Kyle, we're watching the Georgia TCU game together. Who's winning? Mm-hmm. Who do you got? <laughs> um, I made I mean, my uh, to, just to just to throw it out there. I made my argument for TCU winning. Yeah, uh, Rob, Rob has TCU winning too. Sure, why Georgia not? Winning? All right, yeah, Rob yeah. doesn't care, but no, he, I don't. I but, really don't. But I don't so even, he just agreed with watch. me. But I have TCU winning. Kyle, what do you got? I mean, I'm just I'm going to take Georgia based just basically because I just think they're on a different level. Like I know they almost lost, but like in reality, like they they kind of slept walked through the the most of that Ohio State game, and they're like, oh yeah, we need to win this, and then they they came back and did. You're and not wrong. I, mean, I think I think TCU is very good, but I think kind of even if it was Michigan playing Georgia, I think Georgia is just on a different level, okay. and they would you know. Okay. Okay. Do Do you think that TCU though. covers? They're they're yeah, so the thirteen and a yeah. half point underdogs. Right. Do you think yeah. Georgia wins yeah, more? Yeah, I, I think so. I think they'll definitely. I think it'll definitely be a close game. I think they'll cover. Okay. Yeah. So TCU, I think you know, TCU covers, but TCU is going to okay. have everything on the book, right? They're just going to throw the book at them. Listen, they're going to they're going to run their fake mm. field goals, their fake mm. punts, their trick punts. They're pulling everything out of the book. Yep. And because you know you're never going to be back here again. Yeah. Until the 12 team, and yep. then maybe you will make some playoffs. Right. But other than that, it's going to be really hard to get back to this nanny. So. Yep. Absolutely. Got to do everything. All right, Kyle. We appreciate you calling in, buddy. Uh, hopefully, we can get you in studio soon. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. See, see you, buddy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Kyle, the whale man, Bud Zanowski, hopping in here. If you can't notice, we have new technology in the studio, man. That's so nice. I told a whole bunch of my friends they want to talk to call in. Yeah, for sure. I was like, we yeah. have the capability now to yeah, get for sure. call in, and it doesn't yeah. sound terrible. Yeah, so absolutely, for absolutely, uh, for sure. Um, all right, let's let's get back to it though. Okay, so we, we've kind of we've kind of discussed the Harbaugh thing, Mike. For you, right? I, I'm I'm going to take the Chargers off the board for just a second because I don't think he gets fired. Out of the teams that. You, are, are at least a lot closer, right? Is there a team that is that is super enticing to you that either they've already fired their coach and they're they're going to be hiring or looking for somebody? A team like the Texans where there's a good chance, right, that Lovey's gone. Um, Arizona, 
I, I mean, you know, I, I've also heard that the that Arizona's apparently going to potentially promote Vance Joseph to their head coach. Where I go, you saw how that worked out in Denver, right? Yeah. Sorry, hard pass, but continue. Um, any team that really sticks out to you, where you go, if I was in that carousel, if I was an Eric enemy of the world trying to get a job, mm-hmm. you know, any any specific one that sticks out to you? Um, for whatever reason, yeah. I feel like last year when we were doing this topic, yeah, a lot of the teams were way more attractive. Yeah, you know, like uh, I'm trying to think. Let me. I'm trying to like go through all these different possibilities. Oh, Miami. Um, yeah, like right. I said, like yeah. my. I'm like, but what is? Like I said, I always Minnesota. go back to. Yeah, I go back. I think Denver might be still the one for you, the attractive one, because yeah. I think you have the. And I know, like, the one thing that really kills the Denver one for a lot of people is the Russell Wilson contract and the yeah. and just having Russell Wilson there. But <laughs> um, they have I don't s- think you could play worse. So. <laughs> yeah, like, he has such a – you, you would walk in with such a good defense, some mm. offensive weapons, yep. and a quarterback who knows at least how to game manage. At mm-hmm. the very worst, how to game manage. If not, can help you win some games mm-hmm. if you need to. Um, none of the other options really give you that. Like, Colts – you need to find a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Desperately. Houston, you're just rebuilding for three years. And mm-hmm. I don't know if the GM's going to give you, like, three-year leash to go rebuild, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be, like, one of those, like, you have to, like, be at four wins next year, then eight wins a year after that, and you're a really bad team. Like, you're not you're not there. <laughs> um, the Rams could be attractive. Oh, yeah. If everyone's there and it's yeah. just McVay leaving, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of unknown there, oh, yeah. and they don't have a lot of draft capital, and it's it's hard. Like this is the last year of that though, right? Yes. Like they like have their second throughout. It's like an older team. Yep. that's going to be hard to rejuvenate young talent there. Oh yeah, so that's a kind of a tough spot to be in. Mm-hmm. Arizona, the Kyler Murray situation is tough. Kyler Murray situation's hard. Um, they do have some really good weapons and a. Can be a really good defense. They mm-hmm. have really good pieces there. Mm-hmm. So Arizona would probably be my two. Yeah, I don't know. If I was a head coach, I'd just like to go somewhere where you have, where you know, you have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And you I'm have not going to stable. Denver just because that division is loaded. Yeah, that is also <laughs> a that's the, that's the hardest one for me. Is I go. Yeah, you're the probably not are win, here. You're probably not winning your division next ten yeah, years either. Like unless, even even if Russ plays better, I go, man, Justin Herbert's just starting to get into his prime. Like he's not even at the end of his rookie deal yet. Like yeah. Mahomes is Mahomes. The Raiders can't. I mean, the Raiders are like the opposite of the Minnesota Vikings. The Raiders have lost so many close games. At some point, it's going to flip the other way. Yeah. So it's like I think that they're going to wind up being. Above, like, I think there'll be a 500. No, I would team. say the Raiders, if yeah, McDaniels, McDan- ain't going I know McDaniels isn't going anywhere, he would be a very favorable, like, that would yeah. be a very fun job to go into. Yeah. But you're yeah. obviously he's interesting for sure. There. But yeah, there's there's just not that, like, yeah, unless the Chargers, yeah. like, if I like, up. if I was looking, I'd be like, man, Minnesota looks really attractive, like a very winnable division, right? Like, last yeah. year, like, when we talked about it, you're like, man, okay, Cousins yeah, exactly. is here. Like last year, I was like, Minnesota, yeah, it could be, yeah, like Miami, you're like, okay, you just got Tyree, like, you've got pieces, like, you, yeah. can, you know, this year, it's just like you look around, you're just like, I don't know if anything outside of the Chargers, yeah, is something that'd be and like, I really don't think they're gonna pull the plug on him in two years. I really don't. I just think that I think you need to get a new offensive coordinator, yeah, and I think, now, I think that all goes away if they beat. Jacksonville in the first round, yeah. and then they compete with like Kansas City in the divisional round or something. Mm-hmm. That probably all goes away. Oh yeah, but as of right now, it's yeah, it's yeah, right for sure. Um, is there is there kind of putting a uh, wrap up on this on this though? Uh, is there a team where you go under no circumstance? Am I going there? Uh, 
at least this season, as the current makeup of the team is set up and the current makeup of the organization. Honestly, not really. No? Because I think even, like, if you were, like, the Texans would be the worst option, yeah. you, you have the number one pick. Right. And you have another... Maybe not. Top. If they win, then Chicago does. Yeah. Chicago uh, loses because yeah, they're, they're benching yeah, fields. That's, that's true. Um, they're still getting Bryce Young, though. Yeah, they're not taking a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, no, they're not taking a quarterback. So you're no. still getting Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, whatever one you want. Yeah. And then I think you, they also have another top 12 pick, I think, or something like that. I think. I could be wrong. But I thought they got a lot of picks from... Oh, Cleveland Browns. So they're yeah, getting they, yeah. they're, they're getting maybe like twelve or fourteen, maybe right. or something. Yeah. But you get two in like, the top what? fifteen or something. Yeah. Yep. Um. So you have a lot of picks for the well, they have picks for the next like four years of first right. round picks too. So I don't even think that's like not even a non attractive mm-hmm. spot to go to. I think the biggest one for me, honestly, low key would be Carolina, only because yeah, I, I I don't love Tepper as an owner. I, I don't think he's I I don't think he's a patient guy. Right. Yeah. Um. Two. I don't know about your GM situation. Right. Yeah. You, you just don't. In three, kind of like the Colts a little bit, your quarterback situation is so bad. Yeah. And you have done, you don't have a ton around him either. I, I will, I will say the defense I have for Carolina, yeah. like you're in defense against Denver, yeah. is that division will be yeah. very winnable. Correct. Like Correct. that division yep. for the next two or three years, in yeah. my if eyes, you can least, get it right, looks yeah. like a 9 10 win. Yes. You're in division. I would agree with that. So, because if, if Brady leaves, Tampa's going to fall off a cliff. Oh, yeah. Saints have already kind of fallen off a cliff and yeah. don't look like they're coming back yeah. anytime soon. They don't like, have a quarterback They either. don't have the quarterback either. And then um, that should also be a team. They should fire their head coach. He's I awful. Too. I don't think they're going to fire but They won't, but like he should. No. Um, and then Atlanta. Yeah. could be the, probably the best team next year in that division, and that's yeah. kind of icky for me to I'm say. very interested to see who the who the potential candidates are in this circuit of mm-hmm. people, too, right? Like, you hear Eric Bieniemy is definitely going to be, like, in yeah, play, he's gonna... but he's always been in play, right? Like, does Ben Johnson get calls? Does Aaron Glenn yeah. get calls, right? Does Raheem Morris from the, from the Rams, like, you know, you've got a lot of guys out there, right? Like, does Vic Fangio get another? T- is Sean Payton actually going to go somewhere? If so, where, yeah. right? Like, that'd be, a, you know, the Ben Johnson one's very interesting to me. I don't know how awesome of a head coach he would be. I don't. Here's the thing about this: is the NFL there's some so coordinators, reaction, yeah. that are really good coordinators. Yeah, Vic Fangio is a perfect example. Vic Fangio yeah. and um, McDaniel's, yeah, right, yep, are two sure. perfect examples of guys who are like they're awesome offensive defensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. But when they become head coaches, it's like and Todd Bowles. Todd, Todd Bowles is a perfect, perfect yeah, example. I'm like, I don't know if Ben Johnson would be the greatest, like, well, you don't know. controlling the game. And you right, don't know. Like, right. He could be awesome. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, if he doesn't have, like, I mean, he'd probably be calling plays and stuff. So. Oh, yeah. But I, I'm just not. You also wonder, too, can you fill out a staff? That's exactly. the other thing. Like, like Dan so, Campbell had a so, plan. He's so new and everything yeah. that, like, does he know right. the people to bring in for right. him and exactly. stuff? Like, does he have enough connections where he can get an O.C.? Like, yeah. can he get or a DC? Really, he, he needs yeah. a DC, but right. yes, yeah. I would agree with that. So, interesting stuff for sure. Um, all right, let's talk Russell Kingdom, Mike, real quick. Let's just yeah, kind of we'll go over the through. yeah the quick results here. Um, we talked about it last week. If you didn't watch it, you should go ahead. Go go buy that bad boy. It was a good show. It's crazy. It's it's uh it turns out to be like seven dollars and seventy yeah. cents, I think, right in the U.S. dollars yep. or whatever yep. for a month of it. Yeah, and it's probably like. Really good seven. If you're gonna spend seven dollars, yeah, anything, anything, right? And if you're a wrestling, wrestling fan, like yeah. it's probably. I mean, Peacock's more expensive, and WWE stuff's can be fine. So. <laughs> but that a library, though, Mike, the library. Uh, Japan has a library. That's too. true. They do. You can just go back and watch all the Omega Kata matches. All I do is I just worth. miss the old WWE Network, but it's fine. Yeah, I do like getting the two for one a little bit, if only they're like yeah. 
their formatting for WWE stuff was better. Mm-hmm. I would like it better. But I do like have the idea of like, oh, I also get Peacock with it, though. Right, right. That was, yeah. Anyway, so we opened the show. Well, we actually opened the show with three matches I don't care about. Nobody so cares. we actually opened the show with a junior, <laughs> junior, tag. Heavy, yeah, junior tag match. Yep. So we had Catch-22, Akira on TJP defeating Leo Rush and Yo. Yep. Just to be fair, all these first six matches that we're going to talk about all went 10 minutes or less. Right. So not a lot happened. They were kind of mm-hmm. quick over with before yeah. you knew it. Um, not bad matches by any means, no, but just quick to yeah. the point. Mm-hmm. Um, not a ton of star power. Yeah. I think they were hoping for more AEW talent to be on the show. I'm not going to lie. I feel like they were expecting more and they didn't get a lot. So I think they, they're in a like, I heard that rebuilding. Yeah. Like I heard they were like the bucks were like planning to be on this show somewhere. And then that fell through. Well, I heard the stuff. bucks were supposed to be in the FTR spot. Yeah, exactly. That, like, that Gato wanted the bucks and yeah. Tony went, can you take FTR instead? And he was like, I guess. Which I was like, really? It's really funny. Yeah. Um, next up, we had the IWGP women match. We had Kyrie defeating Tom Nakanano. Yeah. Five minutes, 47 seconds. And then you had the... Uh, the debut. The debut of Mercedes, Mercedes Monet. Monet. Yeah. Money. Money, Monet. Yeah. And uh, the debut was fine. Absolutely missed her finish. By the way, her finish, to me, looks like too much. Yeah. Her finish looked weird. The, re- the reaction to her was nothing nothing which is which is tough because with a japanese audience you just don't know like if they know or they're just trying to be polite or what because like she was cueing like the, her promo was cute was like set up where it's like i'm gonna say something people respond i'm gonna say something people and she got almost no response yes. at any point in time so i was like welcome to the thunderdome bitch like that's kind of how yeah, i felt it about really it where was. it was like you're not in wwe anymore this shit isn't teed up for you and people understand when you're supposed to oh oh yeah okay yeah. that's not that's not how it is here so it fell a little flat i'm sure she's gonna win the title very quickly i'm sure she'd have that match in february yeah. for the yeah uh, at the san jose show it's probably yeah. win it there um yeah it was fine I just like I saw like the finish. It was like a weird like. Yeah, she it took her, like yeah. it took like six seconds for no. the finish to hit. Well, she and had like high heels on and stuff too. I was like, this is a whole thing. Yeah, and, like, and it totally messed up. Her hair's on fire. I don't know. That was, that was, that was fine. <laughs> uh, next up, we had the IWGP Tag Championship match. Yeah, uh, like everyone on Earth probably thought. Yeah, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi beat FTR for the tag titles. Back to back World Tag League champs. Okay, Yoshihashi and Hiroki yeah, Goto. Don't true. you don't you besmirch the name? Of I wasn't besmirched. They won the title. Two, I'm not two low mid card guys at this point, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, FTR now has finally lost all three of their titles, and now they have no titles. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so we'll see where that story ends yeah. up going. Uh, it's going to lead to AEW Tag Champs, but... Here's hoping. At least hoping. Or they lose their recruits and leave AEW to go to WWE. It's one of the Oh, two. please. <sighs> Could happen. Um, next up, we had the uh, finals of the uh, World Television Title Tournament, yep. which is funny because, like, I was kind of thinking about it after we did our show last week. Yep. They have, like, a television title, but they don't do, like, TV. No. It's which dumb. I thought was, like, well, the well, it was kind of weird. Well, it's like, we do New Japan Strong. And go, yeah, but the, nobody but watches But it's going that. away. Did you hear that? Uh, what? Apparently it's going away. Like, they're not doing it anymore. What? I heard I heard a report this morning, or uh, yesterday morning, that they're, yeah. like, they're done with Strong after Nemesis. Really? And so I was like, if that's true, I was like, they only have, like, New Japan Strong to put it on. I don't even know why New Japan Strong exists, but it's fine. No, I, I yeah. like. I think it's because no one watches this. Yeah, well, they're trying to do this whole U.S. like trying to get yeah. more. You know, I think the. I mean, what really killed it was they started it like 
two weeks after COVID hit. Yeah. So then it was just like kind of dead from the start. Yeah. Because no one was gonna watch. No. Also, you've got Darren Young as your world as your New Japan Strong Champion or Fred Rosser, excuse me. And no offense to Fred Rosser, but nobody cares yeah. about him. Uh, but yeah, so. Tel- so they're going to have a television title that's not going to be defended on TV because they don't have TV. I don't get it. I'm assuming it's just going to be defended at all their Road 2 shows. Sure. Like, but, sure. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. wins. Oh, and the funniest part about this match is we talked about last week how yeah. Ronda Rousey had the arm breaker thing as she tapped out right away. Yeah. Ren Narita literally tapped out so fast to this arm <laughs> bar. I was like, maybe it's legit. Yeah. Maybe the yeah, arm bar yeah, really exactly. gets people really quickly. Yeah, there you go. Don't you besmirch the yeah, name don't, of the arm Don't bar. disperse the arm bar. <laughs> uh, next up, we have the never open weight title. Tama Tonga beats Carl Anderson in 9 minutes, 36 seconds. Shocker. Shocked no one. Yeah. Um, fine match. Sure. Sure. Next. Six-man title match. We had Hiroshi Tanahashi, Mudo, and Shota Aminu beating uh, Bushi, Sonata, and Naito. This story was wa- – so, like, Tanahashi and them win. Yeah. And then they go to the back, and they're doing their post-match thing. And during the four-way, all the announcers were talking about yeah. was, oh, my God, Nidal got in the fight backstage. Oh yeah, my with, God. So with the GHC With guys. GHC, because yeah. they're having their Noah show yeah, in two exactly. weeks or whatever. Right. Um, but that's all they talked about during this four-way. Yeah. They didn't like, even talk about the four-way. Because, no. like, the it's one dude got cares. a text message or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like... He got pictures Yeah, he something. got pictures, and he's like, what? Who got... That, then Kevin Kelly goes, um, was it... Osprey and Omega, did they get in a fight back there? I was like, they're not going to fucking get in a fight before yeah, their match. Come I, on. So, yeah. It was, it was, so then we get to this four-way, which no one cared about, apparently, because the uh-huh. announcers didn't even care about. Yeah. We had Takahashi defeating Ishimori, El Desperado, and Master Wado. I do think the one note to make out of this match was they made Master Wado look, amazing. look so great. I thought he was going to win. I, did I thought, I he, thought had he had two, it. He had two finishes yep. near the end yep. where I, I was like, oh, there it is. He won. Yeah. I was like, and oh, they're actually going to give him a chance here. I'm like, all right, good for him. You know, he's been working hard. Blah, but he was blah, blah. like, he was like the most notable guy in this match for yes. me. I would agree uh, with that. Takashi won, but it was like the yeah. master. They're just waiting for Kashida to get back. Yeah. Because he's got the hand, foot, mouth disease going on right now. That's why he's been off the shows. No, seriously, that's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next up. Okay, so these last two we'll go a little more in depth on, like a little bit. Um, IWGP US title match: Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay. This match, straight banger. I will say, the I never watched those press conferences. Yeah. Before the right. shows, because they're always useless. Yeah. The Will Ospreay. Well, that and you can't understand them. And yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Kenny went in talking Japanese, and I was like, ah, you're the worst. Because yeah. I just don't understand. I was banking <laughs> on him to talk in English. I love it. But Will Osprey uh, cut like the most deep promo, yeah, uh, probably of his life. Uh-huh. I, I don't remember him cutting a better promo. I'm not gonna lie yeah. to you. When you're talking about how like, oh, all you had to do was drive three miles to Florida every week. I had to go fly eighteen eighteen right. hours, Be quarantine to, for two, uh, weeks. quarantine in two weeks. Yeah. I watched my friend or my friend die, and I had to watch on an iPad. Mm-hmm. Like he was he was cutting in. And I was like, God, this is so good. Mm-hmm. I loved every the two minute forty video on yep. Twitter. Awesome, <laughs> but. Yeah, this match, also pretty awesome. Yeah, best match of the show. Best match on the show by far. Yeah. Um, I do think, and Dave Meltzer reported after, they were, they plan on this being like a very basic, like, yeah. step-by-step, like, kind of, not anything mm-hmm. crazy kind of match. Right. Which is kind of wild, because when you watch the match, you're like, this is what your not-try-hard matches look like. That's mm-hmm. kind of wild. But, um, 
they're definitely going to do at least one, if not two more of these down the line. I wouldn't, like I said before, which is why I thought Kenny might win this one, mm-hmm. is I wouldn't be shocked if they do a Forbidden Door show yeah. and this main event's their Forbidden Door show and Osprey maybe wins it back there or something. Yeah. Um, but Kenny Omega wins 34 minutes, 38 seconds. He's a new IWGP US champ. Yep. Might be a double champ come on Wednesday. Yep. I can't believe they're giving this match away for free. That that ladder match. That ladder that's going to be yikes. absolutely insanity. Um, yeah. So, any any thoughts on any of these first eight matches as I've just walked through them? Uh, no, I thought the show was fine. I mean, New Japan match, is but. really hurting on depth right now. They don't have a lot of people that people really care about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once they get back to full crowds again and people are able to cheer and do all that stuff, I think it's going to help mm-hmm. immensely. Um, they just need more talent at the end of the day. They were really reliant I don't think people realize how much they were reliant on foreign talent for yeah. a hot minute there. Like the Bucks, Kenny, you need to throw like Marty Skrulls in the world, right? Will Ospreay when he was a junior, right? Like you, you were really reliant upon, you know, the ricochets, mm-hmm. you know, even, you know, a lot of Ring of Honor talent was going over there and doing stuff. It really felt for a while that, like, Ring yeah. of Honor and New Japan were, like... The same company. The same thing. Yeah, for sure. It absolutely felt like that, Like, right? they would go to Japan for, mm-hmm. like, Dominions, yeah, yeah. and then they would do their three-day tours in right. the U.S. Yeah, the War of the World kinda, stuff. And they were yep. just kind of going back and forth for a really long time. Correct. And it felt like the same talent. Yeah, so in, in, in you're really missing some depth, right, at mm-hmm. this spot. You know, you're, you're missing guys like Evil and, like, like Sonata and Naito are, like, in six-man tag. Like, that's a throwaway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're, you're trying to make new talent. Right. While well, at the same time, you've got this old talent that's kind of lingering around. Right. You're, so they're, they're definitely in a rebuilding phase a little bit. I think that's why the finish of the last match happened, as I think they're just trying to get back to some level of homeostasis a little bit, where they're like, yep. let's just get back to what we do. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so those matches happened. And yep. then we had our main event match, uh, World Heavyweight Title match. Okada, Jay White. Okada wins 33 yep. minutes, um, wins the title. Literally. The Rainmaker is such a funny move because everyone on God's Green Earth counters it like 40 times before they actually hit it. Mm-hmm. Like, before, like, when you watch, like, Wrestle Kingdom, like, 10 and 11, mm-hmm. it was like he tried it once or twice, hits yeah. it what, the first or second time, matches over. over. Yeah. Now it's like, all right, it's going to take 42 attempts to hit this. <laughs> but once he hits it, it's, it's game over. over. Right. But it just takes on God's Green Earth forever <laughs> to hit it because I think Jay White countered it, like, 20 times. Yeah. Because he just knows when he's behind him, he's like, okay, he's going for the Rainmaker. I got to dodge or do something. Jay White needs to go to WWE so In bad. the worst way. Oh, his, my goodness. His style would be the perfect style. He just has everything they could ever want mm-hmm. in a main event talent. Yeah. He really does. Like, I know I put him over quite a bit, and I was thrilled when he won the title at Dominion. Um, But, like, man, oh, man, oh, man, does he just need to be in America kicking some ass. His character development at this point, the Bullet Club is not anything anymore, really. Like, it's just not. Um, But, man, does he need to go to WWE. I know he's got a couple years left, but he really needs to think about making the jump. And I don't even think he should go to AEW. I really think he should go to WWE. I really, really do. I think that it's like... Like, we talked about Dragon Lee last week, right? And, like, all the potential matchups and NXT and stuff. And that gets people excited, right? Man, there's a lot of fresh stuff. Man, you have Jay White. Yeah. came in, right? You've got the connection with AJ and stuff. You've got the connection, you know, then you got stuff with him and Cody and all. Yeah. Like, there's just so much stuff that and, they can do. Thing, and my thing with Jay White is, like, they don't always bring over the best wrestlers yeah. for WWE. Right. But his character and his, like, huge yeah. ways the promo. is, like, yes. everything WWE wants. Yes. If you can cut a great promo 
yes. be a really good heel yep. and have a good match, yeah. you're everything WWE wants. And I wants. think Jay White would immediately step in and be like the number one heel. Yeah. Like, like he could ease, I mean, outside a, of Roman. In a world where like Cody won the title yeah. and Jay White was the heel going after Cody. Oh my God. Would be would promo yes. every single day. Yes. Phenomenal. Yes. Matches would be really good. Uh, they'd be very story driven. So if you're not a big story driven person, yeah. they might be a little boring for you. Right. But they'd be very story driven. Just everything would be awesome. I just and, yeah, and I just think that the way he works, it's a it's a it's a build up, right? He's very you know like he yeah. really makes you work for it, right? Like yeah. you're you're gonna we're like gonna this get Okada you. match like we yeah. said last week. First like 15 minutes. It's going to be a little slow. It's a little slog to get yeah. through. Yeah. Jay White's just kind of working over the mm-hmm. back or whatever yep. he was working on, yep. leg or whatever. And it's just like, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. And then once the end of the match hits, the last like, okay. five, six minutes, you were like, okay, counter, counter, counter. Yep. Hits the yep. Yep. switchblade right. or whatever. And like, match gets really exciting, mm-hmm. but it just takes a while to like get But he talks point. you into it. The yes. promo, like the little video package they did right before that, right, with Okada dedicating his stuff to Anoki and stuff, who just passed away. And then, you Jay, know, Jay White's J- like, I don't shit. Yeah, Jay White's just talking. And he's like, dude, I'm four and one against you. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, all of the stuff that you're, he's making you want to watch the match. Yeah. The match is almost secondary at uh-huh. that point. And I just think that he would just be phenomenal yeah. in WWE. He, he would be my, if you could pull anyone from yeah. a company mm-hmm. and drop them in WWE, yeah. it would probably be like, the Bucks and then Jay White yeah. would be the two because yeah. the Bucks should put on some absolute bankers from those tag teams, yeah. and then Jay White just for everything else. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get into it. The I think the biggest news coming out of the week, especially if you're a wrestling fan, Vince McMahon is back. Oh, not Jeff Jarrett losing. That was the biggest. Shut Sorry. up! Don't don't do that to me. All right, he's gonna win it at some point. It's gonna happen. Probably. Actually. I hope so. Um, but Vince is back, mm-hmm. kinda. Kind of. In a way. So we're not going to get into like all the SEC filings and all that crap. That's 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 a podcast in itself. We've already been here for an hour, nine minutes. But Vince is now or once again still is. I don't really know. He's the chairman of the board again. Sure. Basically. Right. Executive chairman of WWE. Um, And he brought with him two board. Board members kicked two guys out, including the guy that was leading the investigation into all the misconduct stuff, which I thought was interesting. We heard reports that Vince wanted to come back and take over creative again, and that was shot down. And apparently he had to kind of find a compromise there. And the reason why Vince is back, supposedly, is because WWE's TV rights deals are coming up in 2024. So, obviously, anything that needs to be done ahead of that, by 2023, we'll know where WWE is going to be, whether they're both going to be on Fox, they'll both be with NBC Universal, which is where USA is on, um, that kind of thing. Um, that's basically what that's, or even there's even potential talks of WWE just being sold mm-hmm. altogether to one of these brands, Fox, NBC, Disney, wherever, right? So, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things up in the air business-wise. Um, I think from a fan's perspective, though, knowing that he is not coming back to creative, um, I think is huge, right? It's been reported that, you know, nobody's day-to-day stuff from the management perspective. So Stephanie's job isn't changing, Nick Khan's uh, isn't changing, and Triple H's stuff isn't changing. My question to you is, number one, what the hell is this man's problem? <laughs> because he seems adamant 
on figuring out where he's like, well, if I can't be part of the company, then I don't want the company to exist anymore. And he's just trying to do whatever he can to screw everybody over. And this is coming from the guy who was very staunchly upset when he retired, not because I didn't think it was the right move, but I do think some respect needed to be paid to the guy who is responsible for literally all of this. Um, but I don't get it. I don't understand what the hell is happening over here. It's like, dude, just go. Mm-hmm. Just just ride off into the sunset. And, you know, why? What What the hell? You know, so he strong arms his way in. He basically says no rights deals can be done without my approval because he is the majority stockholder for the company. I know I'm talking a lot of business jargon right now, but from a creative perspective, Mike, do you think that he's going to be able to stay out of creative? Like they're going to be able to hold him out of that realm and he's just going to be doing business side stuff? Or do you think it's only a matter of time for somehow, some way he strong arms? Here's the thing too. He's 77. Yeah. It's not like he, I mean, I don't know. His mom lived to be like 99 or 102 or something crazy. So I don't know. Maybe we still have 30 more years of this garbage, but he is 77. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I'm confused. Uh, yeah. Basically, I'm. 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 I'm nervous. I don't really want WWE to be sold. I think that would be a disaster for mm-hmm. a lot of levels. Um, just kind of give me your thoughts, I guess, on on this whole situation because I am at a loss, quite frankly. Yeah. yeah my my biggest concern was he was just going to go right back to creative yeah. and just take over everything again. Oh god. Um, because that was a very boring last three years of WWE wrestling. Yeah. Um, but since that wasn't the case, at least initially, now I do think there's potential and ways that he will stronghold himself back into creative at one point. Yeah. And that won't be fun because I don't think it's very fun when he was in creative, but if he's just working the business side of things yeah. and he's just doing that part of WWE, right. It doesn't, yeah. Like, I, I'm not super big into the whole business act of it. I'm yep. just like, if you put out good matches and you make good storylines, I'm cool. That's all the creative side. <laughs> so, like, uh, like you could get sold to Disney for all I care, as yep. long as, like, nothing fundamentally changes for me. Right. It doesn't impact me I am, so much. I am fascinated by this kind of strong-arming his way back in, right? Because, you know, basically blocking any type of media rights agreement until he signs off on it or a potential sale, right? He's back here. He's bringing some board of directors who are clearly in his pocket um, or else they wouldn't, you know, be coming with him. Um, along with, you know, what is the effect, right, on talent, on, on being able to bring talent in? What does this do from a monetary perspective? There's just so many things that we don't have answers to right now, and I'm fascinated by it. I really am. I, I highly encourage people to go listen to uh, Strictly Business, the uh, podcast by Eric Bischoff. He really does a great job of breaking down a lot of stuff um, from a business perspective, not from a wrestling perspective, but from a business perspective. Um, but... I, I am just really I am I'm I'm confused. I'm a little nervous about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that they were finally making some strides, right? They I think they've done a lot of positives since Triple H kind of got in the in the you know in the driver's seat when it comes to creative, right? Like I feel like the United States Championship means something again. I feel like the Intercontinental Championship means something again. I feel like we have re we've kind of rejuvenated the Roman Reigns thing a little bit, right? With yeah. with Sami Zayn being in there. I feel like we're, we're doing a lot of positive mm-hmm. and I just worry that all that is, is going to be thrown to the wayside, yeah. you know, with what's going on business wise. And I think another slight worry I had thinking about it was the idea that like 
I think a lot of people who left mm-hmm. WWE because of Vince, right? Triple H came involved, and they're and like, like "I'd be willing to go back." Like, you know what? I could go back. There were a lot of AEW guys, yeah, sure, absolutely. like Andrade's of the world yeah. and stuff that I think were like FTR, even FTR, maybe yeah. who were like Vince isn't there and Triple H is in charge. Right? I could definitely go back, to right. see, like test the water, see what they could do for me. Right? But if Vince, now that Vince is back, and if you don't know, he has creative control, and right. you, you're, you're it's a, kind of murky waters what Vince is doing there, mm-hmm. or there's a chance that he could take it back. You're kind of yeah. gonna. I, I'm worried that they are gonna scare away some of the talent that I think should go back to WWE, and they won't want to. Well, they're doing because this, yeah, Vince is back. They're doing this weird kind of public negotiation, right? So Vince makes an SEC filing saying he's coming back for X, X, Y, Z reason, right? Um, but in that same filing, he basically mentions and says, "I fully intend to support you know the current executive leadership, you know, of Stephanie Nikon and Triple H, right?" And then the board of directors files back and goes, "Well, we're." glad that you're going to do that mm-hmm. however we don't think you should be coming back to be doing anything right with the company blah 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 um and then he basically went well i'm coming back and that's what's happening basically right so um right now as it pertains to the on on screen product right he doesn't have any involvement right um i also think the family dynamic is a little bit interesting here right i mean stephanie is his daughter mm-hmm. you know um so it's one of those situations where it's like i'm sure there has to be conversations being had all the time mm-hmm. at this point right w- w- within the family so there's just so many layers to this onion where you just go i don't know what the hell's going on right i'm fascinated by it we'll keep you guys updated as we you know learn more or see more or anything else like that so the latest reports at least that i've seen are that he's not in creative. He's, he tried to get into being head of creative again, and they went no. That's why and mean. then he had to basically settle for being executive chairman. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, and he's got and he's just running the business, or he's in charge of the company as a whole when it comes to media rights and, and that kind of thing, and makes the decision, because he is a majority stockholder. At the end of the day, you've got the most pull when it comes to company decisions. But company decisions are different than creative. Those are two different things. So... Interesting. I'm fascinated to kind of see where this kind of plays out, how it plays out, right, um, and the impact it has, right? Because, you know, it's not like AEW is going anywhere. You know, it's not like some of this other stuff's going away. So, you, I mean, you're going into WrestleMania season now. This is the last thing you need mm-hmm. is people talking about X, Y, and Z when WrestleMania is three months away. So, interesting nonetheless. Um, all right, next week, Mike, we're going to be talking playoffs. We're going to be talking probably some coach firings potentially. Potentially, the end of the Lions season may do a maybe you know do a nice little overview. Will will we do a quick hitter on these playoff matchups once we find out these playoff matchups? Yeah, we can do that if you want. Okay. Yeah, absolutely for sure. We absolutely can do that for you, buddy. Anything, yeah. anything at all. So yes, we can. I gotta, I gotta get my six leg parlays together. <laughs> So I got to figure out what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, so we'll probably there. have that coming out for you guys later in the week. Um, but that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. On behalf of the remote whale man, Kawabazanowski, he's the Merkso Mike Merkel. I'm the mouth of Michigan, Robin Deka, and we will see you guys, as always, next time. <laughs> <laughs>